Welcome to the Freight Broker Bootcamp audio experience, and I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Today, I'm going to share with you nine reasons why truck drivers dislike freight brokers. But not only does this apply to truck drivers, this applies to owner operators in general, as well as trucking companies in general. So yes, there are some carriers, some drivers, some owner operators that dislike freight brokers. Because we all know if you are going to be a successful freight broker or a successful freight agent, you have to build strong carrier relationships. It's an absolute must. So number one on the list, let's jump in, is cheap freight. Now, cheap freight, that term is subjective, okay? Because what's cheap to one person may not be cheap to another. But what I'm referring to from a freight broker's perspective is when a freight broker posts a load from point A to point B and a carrier calls in on that load and the broker tries to sell that load at 30 or 40 or 50% below the market rate. So for example, if the market rate on that lane, you know, if the cost of a normal truck in that lane, which you should be able to ascertain pretty easily, is 2000 bucks, they're trying to sell the load for 1500 bucks, right? Which is 500 bucks below the market rate. Now, that upsets carriers for obvious reasons and it makes for a lot of friction in that relationship. If you try to negotiate too hard and you try to negotiate below the market rate, significantly below the market rate, I'm not talking about 50 bucks, I'm not even talking about 100 bucks, but when you try to negotiate significantly below the standard going market rate, okay, on spot market, what the load is worth today, that's going to upset anybody and I think you'd feel the same. So avoid cheap freight. Number two, posting loads onto load boards from locations that are a hundred miles plus away from the actual pickup location. Okay. It's a, it's a common hack or trick, whatever you want to call it, that if you have a load picking up, let's say for example, if you know Western New York, where I'm from, if you know where Western New York is and you know where Jamestown, New York is, which is the general area that I grew up in. Um, if you have a load picking up in Jamestown, it's not uncommon for a broker to post that load to Buffalo as a Buffalo pickup. Well, that's 70 some miles away, right? Or if you were to post a load in Syracuse that's actually picking up in Rochester or Buffalo, you're trying to get carriers to call you based upon a more popular destination or a more well-known destination when in reality, the load is picking up 75 or 100 or 150 more miles away. It's misleading. And I get why people have done it. And I know freight brokers that have done it. But what I'm trying to tell you is it's no way to build a relationship with a new carrier by right off the bat, misleading them about where the actual pickup location is. So that's number two. Number three, excessive check calls. This is something that has been debated for a very long time. Some owner operators and truck drivers feel as though that brokers shouldn't do check calls at all. And some brokers feel like they should do check calls every two hours. I believe a happy medium. All right. I do not believe that a broker should have to do more than one check call per day, depending upon the length of the load. But the reality is as a broker, you do need to maintain contact with the driver, whether that's through some app or text or phone or whatever the case may be, check calls are an important part of the deal. But excessive check calls is something that just irritates and forces drivers to dislike you, right? So I get it. You've got to stay in touch with your load. You've got to manage that freight. That's your job. But anything more than once a day check calls is excessive in my opinion. 
And I would probably feel the exact same way as drivers and dispatchers and owner operators. So number four, providing the wrong or incomplete load details. Okay. So Perfect example. You uh, carrier agrees to pick up a load, flatbed load from point A to point B. He gets to the pickup location and the shipper requires tarps. Well, the broker didn't mention anything about tarps. So the carrier doesn't have tarps. And so all of a sudden, or he didn't rate it based on tarps, right? Having the wrong or incomplete information given to the driver for pickup or delivery. That could be the wrong. I've actually seen and heard brokers giving the wrong pickup address, giving the wrong delivery address, right? Giving the wrong weight of the freight, giving the wrong dimensions of a freight. They say it's a half truck and it's a full truck. They say that it weighs 21,000 pounds. It weighs 45,000 pounds, right? All of that makes a difference to the driver. All of that makes a difference to the carrier. And so ultimately being accurate and telling the truth and being transparent about those low details is an important function and something you should absolutely do. All right. Number five, not willing to pay detention. All right. So Everybody in the trucking industry understands what the tension is. When a carrier's wheels are not moving, they're not making money. So when they're sitting at a pickup location or at a delivery location and it's excessive time, say beyond two hours on the pickup or two hours on the delivery is kind of standard, drivers need to be compensated. Now, there are reasons why drivers would not get compensated if they show up late to a point to an appointment, then a lot of times that is not going to allow them to get detention because they were late if they'd have been on time the truck would have been unloaded. But in many cases, freight brokers and freight agents will try to avoid paying detention to carriers at all costs. And I understand they don't want to go ask the shipper for detention. They don't want to create that friction. But ultimately, if this is an issue with a delay on pickup or a delay on delivery, and it's not the driver's fault, you need to pay detention. You know, standard detention rates are somewhere between 40 and 60 bucks per hour. And it's usually in 15 minute increments. Okay. Number six, this is a simple one. This is probably one that aggravates any business owner at any time, not paying the invoice on time. So for example, if you agree to pay them in 30 days, pay them in 30 days. Don't pay them in 45 or 60 days. You've got to pay your carriers on time. Okay. The best thing you can do, if at all possible, based on cash flow, is to pay them early. But you absolutely have to pay them on time. So if that means you're quick paying them, if that means you're cutting an invoice a week before the due date, you have to accommodate to get those payments on time. Remember, a carrier relies heavily, very heavily because of their fixed overhead on your payment. That cash flow can literally make the difference as to whether they can put fuel in their truck or not. Okay. So understand paying those invoices on time should absolutely be a no brainer. All right. Number seven, unrealistic pickup or delivery expectations, right? Having an unrealistic pickup or delivery expectation. Now, some of that is going to be based upon if it's a solo driver and you're you're doing something that requires a team, the hours of service related issue, uh, if it's weather related issues. I mean, you have to have a realistic pickup and delivery expectation. You can't expect somebody to deadhead 150 miles in an hour. It's not going to work. You can't expect somebody to go through major traffic or a major storm in a timeline that's unrealistic. So you have to make sure that your pickup and delivery expectations are real and realistic, okay? Not 
ideal or optimized realistic. Number eight, this is one that really I've seen brokers do. I've even had, I even had brokers that work for me that I had caught doing it and I reprimanded, reprimanded them horribly because of it. And that was this, canceling a load after providing a rate confirmation to a carrier or to a driver because they were able to cover the load a little bit cheaper. This is a no-no. I get it, guys. Number one, you got to cover the freight. Number two, you're trying to optimize profit. But the fact of the matter is, if you make a deal, a deal's a deal. Just because you can cover a load for 50 or 100 bucks cheaper, doesn't mean that you should. Doesn't mean that you should cancel that load on the driver. And so, yeah, canceling loads after the rate confirmation because you covered the load a little bit cheaper is definitely a no-no. And number nine, drum roll please, number nine, not paying a truck order dot not used when you do have to cancel a load because loads do cancel and that's the reality. But you as the broker and as the shipper should be willing to pay truck ordered not used, particularly if it's within 24 hours and or if the truck has been dispatched. Now, if the truck has been dispatched into the pickup location by the broker, by the agent, whoever it is, and then that load cancels, that's absolutely positively should be a truck ordered not used. Depending upon the terms that we, you agree to, that is the standard. Once a truck is dispatched, if they start heading towards that pickup location and you cancel, you should be paying a truck ordered not used. So so that is the standard. Those are the nine. Listen, here's the reality. The reason why I did this training today, the reason why I talked about these nine bad habits and bad practices, why truck drivers, owner operators, and motor carriers dislike freight brokers is because you can learn from these and it can help enable you to build better carrier relationships. The fact is, Again, I said it at the beginning, I'll say it again. You need strong carrier relationships. One of the smartest things you can do is treat your carriers like they're your best customers. And if you treat them as good, if not better than your best shippers, the guys that are paying you, you will have strong carrier relationships. You will have a much more enjoyable day and much more less stressful business. And you'll have a lot more fun and, and ultimately you'll make a lot more money. So those are the nine reasons why truck drivers dislike and some people even say hate freight brokers. And listen, if you guys enjoyed this, check this out. But listen, if you're curious about becoming a freight broker or a freight agent and you're looking for some help and you need a guide from A to Z, check out freightbrokerbootcamp.com. We trained over 10,000 students, had the training business for I think 13 or 14 years now, I think since 2009. And again, we offer a 60-day 100% unconditional money-back guarantee if for any reason you're not happy, you can check that out at Freight Broker Bootcamp. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. I'm humbled that you allowed me to be a part of your day. Now subscribe to the podcast so we can do this more often. And for those of you that take the next 15 to 30 seconds to rate and review the podcast, thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. And who knows, maybe we'll give you a shout out on a future episode.